What up, though? What's going down, people? It's your homie, homie CL, and we back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. Hopefully you came through from therundown.com. That's darundown.com. Gotta know it. And if you like the podcast every time it come out, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you like to get your pies. We right there for you. Now, uh, I know it's been a minute. This is the first podcast of the year. And uh, we got to do things right because it seems like it's always a good time to do a podcast, especially when I got Keith Nelson Jr. on the line. Uh, What's happening, homie? Right. How the new year? Happy New Year. I don't know what year or what this is that we done stumbled into, (laughs) but 2016 done left a good mark on this year. Happy. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I I guess you could say I'm glad that 2016 was over with because between the election and the celebrity deaths and just Mm -hmm. like the unlimited amount of L's that people were taking online, it's like, man, I'm I'm like, we just need this year to be over with because I ain't trying to get caught up next. But then this year started off the first week. We didn't even have the first official weekend of 2017 before life just went nuts rest in peace to everybody that you know lost somebody who got wounded at the at the Fort Lauderdale shooting by the guy who said that he was being controlled by the U.S. intelligence agency which I don't know what the fuck that means first of all he got a gun in he came in Alaska I mean really briefly came in Alaska had a gun on him checked it at the airport? At the airport, got sent to went to Fort Lauderdale, went to baggage claim, put out the pieces, and if I'm missing any information, I hope the listeners could, like, check me and fact check me, but this is what I'm knowing from what, what I've seen from the early reports, and just started to buck off. Like, it's like, what the f- What? Yeah. Baggage claim? But that's one thing. Like that's, that's what I'm about to say. That's on another no. subject. I don't even want to get on that. That's tab, a whole different I, subject. Because I have but. my opinions about guns in America and why we like them so much. But that is another subject for another pod. I want to ask you one question, really quick. Okay. Because I respect your opinion on how to merge personal life and the hip hop life. All right. From what you've seen, have you? Did you first? Did you see what happened with Nicki Minaj and Nicki I haven't seen the picture, but I heard what happened. Okay, so basically, let me give you a quick rundown. Quick rundown. Uh, and she put something out last year about a picture of Chanel shoes saying, oh, you fucked up, I, you the best mistake I ever had, or some shit like that. Okay. And then Meek Mill, from what I've seen, I was c- confused too for the last week, having posted some of the most Drake-like Instagram statuses and snapchat filters <laughs> playing music like yo you i need love what's going on and i'm like wait huh him and nick went not spending new year's eve together <laughs> before the weekend even begins nikki sent out a tweet here's what i want to know so nikki Minaj be sending out tweets to announce that she's single at, at her at her age and her stature should she be sending out tweets to now she's single. Is that what's popping in the streets right now? Alright, now usually when I be like personally, you know, I wouldn't put my business out in the street like that. You mm-hmm, know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep it on raps. You might see me like on the personal Facebook. I might send out a, a, a coded message. You know what I'm saying? And I just leave it right there and I'll just let whoever wants to ask questions you can hit my inbox and I will be glad to answer those questions because I've actually had that happen before. Oh. Yeah. And it, it, it worked out. But anyway. All right, no doubt. Nicki Minaj being the multi-platform, multifaceted star that she is in the commerce world, that, that, that Twitter feed, that Facebook feed, that Instagram feed is basically like direct PR. Mm-hmm. So that's how they, they're making announcements via Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. 
you know, they're they're putting out official statements. Like that's how the world is working right now. <clears throat> because you know what I'm saying, people like me and you, if we really want to put some news out there, we got to get a press release. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We got to go through the usual channels because we put it out on Twitter. Ain't nobody really going to say nothing. But, you know, if, if if we wanted people to pick it up, then that's what we would have to do. But with Nikki, when you got over a million followers, you could just put that out and then, oh, that's the press release. You know, 140 characters. My whole thing was, I think she did that. And that makes so much sense. I didn't think about the angle that she has to do something like that because it's better than letting the media take advantage of the, narr- of the narrative. It's like, I'm taking advantage of my of my public relations. And let you know, before, so we can start the year off fresh. Oh, yeah. yeah I think it ain't bothering me. Let me just tell y'all right now, I'm single. Exactly. And But here's what, but this is what, this is what, ha- <laughs> and this is what was so funny about it. Cause, and I don't want to make it a racial thing, but in like Hollywood white relationships, there's usually a joint press release. Like, Angelina Jolie said something, and then Brad Pitt's people say something. It was only Nikki, which makes me believe that maybe, <laughs> maybe Meek didn't know. <laughs> Meek didn't know. Because allegedly, and I, and I want to research this a little bit more, but allegedly I saw a picture of Meek hinting that Nikki might have been pregnant on Snapchat. Not sure if he did that or not. It could have been doctored. But it looked like a, a, a good snap a good snapshot of a Snapchat. However, the fact that there wasn't a joint press release makes me go, I damn, I'm nigga me. It's 2017. You still thinking L? <laughs> Bruh. Come on. The album was like like keep it real, June 10 is four was I it was good. It wasn't good enough for a comeback. It wasn't good enough for a comeback at all. And he, I mean, I, I just hope me can get better. Hope shit go, shit rise well. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a talented dude. I just hope he just gets his shit to, just get his mind right. Stay off Instagram, bruh. Like, before we get off this topic, I'm tired of these fake tough niggas using Instagram as like a, oh, that's what the nerds doing. That's what the, like, y'all, y'all, y'all gossipers. And they the right. ones on it you all the fucking it. time. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna shit on Instagram and make it as the catalyst for time fuckery or for simp shit, don't use it. Cause you look, it, it confuses the message. It made me think that you're just lying to the, the consumer because you're a simp yourself, but you don't want to, you want all to be hard. But I'm off that. I'm, I'm off that for right now. Okay, all right. So you, you touched on a couple things, and I'm guessing we should just go ahead and just make this a full fledged part of the show because we like eight minutes in. And what about. But you know it's it's cool, like, cause we ain't had no we we now just let the audience know we ain't had no rundown, I ain't had no schedule, I ain't had nothing planned for this podcast. This was really like Jalen and Jacoby say, pop the trunk. So why are we bet. talking about this? Oh, it's cool because I have I slick forgot about it, which is why I'm like okay, let me go ahead and get my thoughts out on it. Now you said a couple things like the Hollywood types when they have to do the joint. Uh, press releases that's usually because both parties are of similar stature and we know Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill from Jump was not on similar statures especially when I don't know the guy is the opening act for the girl you know like we like let's not forget about that part like he was always the opening act and she was the main event and wasn't that Jay-Z and Beyonce too that's a little oh. different because <laughs> because Jay-Z can headline his own concert the only people yeah, that true. he would not headline against is like a Beyonce type you know but other than that mm-hmm. it's not many people who gonna be uh, playing headline over Jay-Z but with Meek Mill and Nicki like I mean it is what it is like Nicki is all the way star studded you know she has yep. taken the word Minaj and just put it all into the mainstream media <laughs> excuse me now on the other side of that Meek really now I'm trying to figure out was this contractually obligated that that <laughs> that the relationship was over in 2017 you, you know and was it just time for Meek Mill to move on 
or was this like, well, we just not working out because it seems like there was a lot of going on when they were dating, when the tour was going on, is the tour over? Oh uh, yeah. The tour is over. Nobody's talking about it. Uh, well, <laughs> I, there's really no reason for them to be together anymore. You put up a good point because here's another thing that Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj, which could have been um, a sign for the worst. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about any of the song they did together. Right, like, and it was a hot song with Chris Brown on it. At that, yeah, it, it, the, it, the, the do you mind? And and let me let me rephrase that because do you mind did go gold. So objectively, as a journalist, I had to report that it was a hit. It went gold, and it was a hit. But but however, nobody really cares about Nicki Minaj and Nicki Mill on the song. It wasn't like when you saw him on the song, it was like, oh shit, here it comes. So it was kind of like this yeah. whole relationship just felt. My you know, whole thing you know was it why, felt like a like, You know why nobody cared like, about that song? Because it, it was why? Meek Mill. Like no <laughs> like no shade to Meek Mill. It's just it is what it is, bro. Like you but, ain't that hold up. But hold up. I and this is and I hate and I'm not trying to tear down another uh, a black woman because I'm, I'm I am all for what Nicki Minaj has accomplished. Mm-hmm. She's the most successful female rapper of all time. And she, she well she was that like two years ago. Which so is crazy. I was, I, like, does, I, does that is that say more about what she does or how how low the bar was for female artists? How low the bar was for female rap? Okay, like, like female rap was like I don't know the specifics right now, but I guarantee you, before Nicki Minaj, the last female rapper to go platinum was probably E, like a decade before her. Oof. So it wasn't like Oof. like it wasn't like like they weren't that many like, and you rarely ever see like a female rapper song and it's the hottest song of the year. Like it's just, I think that's something that needs, that needs to change. It needs to be a wave of female rappers being nice and being able to be commercially viable. It's, it's real, not it's just, real I, simple. Like, it's real simple. All they got to do is put out some hot songs. You know what I'm saying? But that's about it. Here's the problem that I always see: they put out a hot song, but they always it's like they it's like they cater to men. They don't cater to a whole large fan base. Like even Nicki. Most of her lyrics are like, fuck these bitches. I'm better than these bitches. Right. These bum bitches. It's like, yo, you, you're rapping like a god. <laughs> like, you're rapping like, shouldn't be, fuck these. And I'm not saying she doesn't mention, fuck these lame niggas, fuck these lame. But most of your lyrics are like, fuck these bitches. It's not like, and it's also, a se- it's also very sexualized, which is yes. not saying you can't own your sexuality, but if that's the main thing about all your verses, if somebody's not going to your verses, to be like, oh no, she's nice. Let me hear what she says. But they're going in being like, oh, Nikki just deep throated that. Oh shit! I, like, <laughs> it's not about bar- it's not about bars. Right. Like, who was the last female rapper who sold records that people was like, I'm here for her bars, not mm. because she's sexy, not because she she twerks, because she got bars. It, it, I mean, realistically, when I think about it, it was probably Remy. You know, Remy was Remy, the, exactly. the last one to really do some damage when she had, because she had some bars. Like niggas be sleep, sleeping on Remy. And look what happened. Her first, her first, one of her first singles, she got out of jail. Her and Fat Joe, what happened? Smash, smash single. Mm-hmm. Like, biggest song of her career, probably next to Lean Back. Maybe even, maybe bigger than Lean Back, because it's, it's Grammy nominated. This is the biggest song. It is. Two Grammy nominations out of jail two years ago. That's Remy Remy Martin. She could tap into something because she raps in a way where she ain't trying to be like, oh, I got, I don't put this pussy on you. She gonna put the gap to you. (laughs) (laughs) Remy Martin gonna put the gap to you. She might, she she gonna fuck you. But first, she gonna get her bread. She gonna get her bread. She gonna spit her bars. She's going, in every interview I see her for, she's always like, I write my shit. I got my metaphors. She's so in tune with that. She is so like, nah, I gotta make sure I got at least two punchlines. Even if it's a regular song, I gotta have at least two punchlines that are hot. Nikki don't do that. Nikki's about top 40. Nikki's about, let me make my money right now. But I'm hoping her new album, she goes back to that shit. Well, she, I don't know what that shit Is she gonna shit. go back to Safari? Is she gonna go yeah. back, get with Safari? Because. 
like like my man's my, my man said bro ever since he she dropped safari man she ain't had them bars like i guarantee you Nicki minaj is going to date some left field white dude like serena williams guarantee you she go she done she done she done with the rappers like not for nothing serena got with her guy like a month or two after the picture of her and drake cut it up in the fucking restaurant she was done with them nigga. she was like what I'm getting played by all these rappers. I'm getting played by conscious rappers. I'm getting played by party rappers. Now I'm done with this shit. I'm going to, she went to a nigga who made Reddit or co-founder or CEO of Reddit. So she went to somebody who's like, all right, he, oh, he, he's always out of it. <laughs> the first time I saw his, the first time I saw his face was when I, was when she was with him. That's how behind the scenes he is. And, and, and that's a and that's an appeal. That's an appeal for people like Nicki Minaj and Serena Williams. Nicki Minaj is gonna pick up some like producer from Westworld. Somebody from the writers' room. <laughs> yeah, that would be Nicki something like, else. Like why why Nicki Minaj on, on Westworld season two? Oh, he's dating Jonathan, who writes the episode. Gotcha. That's gonna be what I mean. And I hope for the best for her and me. I'm hoping Meek can fit some more bars. I'm off that. I'm off that. I'm off that. Okay, man. Now, <clears throat> you did bring up something that, that I I do talk about, which is Nicki Minaj and her inability to make a classic album. And I don't believe that she has the ability to make a classic album unless she says, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give my project over to this executive producer whether it's a pharrell which probably would be the best one or kanye or you know just name the producer and she'll probably find her direction and get more of a voice but like you said it's a lot of empty lyrics a lot of you know sexualized this is all about the fake ass and tits and you know where my barbie's at and all this that and the other look all right barbie listen up I know you like <laughs> Nicki Minaj. I know you love everything, the pink hair, and it's like I haven't seen so many chicks rock the the Chinese bob in a minute, you know, until after Nicki came out. And I'm, I'm just telling you right now that her music is not that good. It's okay. Like you can still like her and like what you do, but her music is just not good. I don't, I don't fool with. Um, wait. I will say before we get up for this. This is what frustrates me so much about Nicki Minaj is is that her music overall is not good, but as a rap, when it comes to the art of rapping, oh, vocally as rapping, an and, and in the terms of making her words cut through the beat, and for the listeners listening right now, cutting through the beat means that no matter how crazy that beat is, you're gonna you remember the rapper's cadence. So if Jay Z does a uh, on any beat, you're gonna know who did that. He cuts through that beat. True. She cuts through the beat as good as any rapper out right now. Even Kendrick Lamar. She raps. She raps so well, but says nothing. And like she, she did um on her last album, Four Door Aventura or something like that. And she meet me on the celly, watching Belly, peanut butter bins, got them bitches looking jelly. Like she used the, she perfectly matched the Biggie flow. Right. And it made it, and it was like hot. And, and I, that's, that's one of the only songs I play from the album. Cause I'm like, yo, that's it. Just do that. Like, you got it. Like, people like her and Drake don't understand that, yo, you don't have to make these poppy songs to attract a mass fan base. Like, you They're got gonna it. fuck with you. Dude, it don't matter what yeah. you drop. You know, you can, you people is going to rock drop. with it. It's going to be on the radio. You have reached so, a point where you can do absolutely what you want. More, more, more Nicki than Drake because she's literally the only. I mean, it's Rhapsody and it's Iggy Azalea and it's, but Nicki is literally the only one that commercial radio or commercial media, or whatever, cares about right now. So you could put out the most gangster rap music ever, and I guarantee you, you'll sell the same record. They'll go the same. You'll go gold and go again. You go platinum. It's gonna sell the same because you because you have a space for that. And I wish that rapper like her. Drake and all the other rappers just take that kind of responsibility and be like, Yo, let's push the art forward. But Nikki can actually rap, but she doesn't rap. That's okay. my problem. Now, since we're talking about rappers taking responsibility, let's talk about Soldier Boy. 
Because oh, this is well, how we always started. You know, we all we got to this point because Soldier Boy didn't want to be responsible for the fact that nobody really respects him. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's now coming to roost because he's going to get that ass whooped, you know. Now, boy. Oh, all right, man. I'm on, because, man, look, I literally have been off the internet for like a week and a half. So he like, DM'd me and said, "What Soldier Boy Chris Brown shit?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Bro, I have had the toughest time getting on the internet. It's like shout out to Straight Talk because all my data then ran out my plan, and y'all won't let me buy any more 4G data. Oh. So it's all good. And then, like, you know, I had to wait on the Comcast to get set up in the crib. But, you know, it's all good. I'm I'm ready to go now. So, please, <laughs> like, give me just, like, I don't know, the Reader's Digest version of what the hell did happen between Chris Brown and Soldier Boy. I'm going to give you the quick, and I don't fully, I'm going to tell you fully straight up. This is what happened. Basically, I think Soldier Boy was commenting in... Harushe, I don't know how, I never know how to say her name. Instagram pictures. And Chris Brown was also doing the same thing for a few weeks, um, which people found kind of weird because they broke up and he, they thought it was kind of stalkerish. So then, Chris, I think something happened and Soldier Boy said, don't, like, try to be like, yo, don't be mad because your bitch want me. Yada, yada, yada. Like, own up to that. Chris Brown went back to him about a long ass, and this is the funniest shit. He, this is what him, Phil Jackson, and all these people do. They write these long messages, take a picture of it, and then put it on Instagram. <laughs> yo, yo, that that video. That is not what that medium is made for. <laughs> not what it's for. Take a video of you talking about it, or don't send the shit. So then that happens. They go back and forth about like, oh, come meet me. This whole, you know how these Instagram bullshit rappers are. Come meet me, nigga. We in the same city, but we ain't gonna really meet up because we ain't really thugs like that. Right. Just and come, come on to Temecula. All right. Then they started throwing up like gang affiliations. Like Soldier Boy's like, yo, my OG whack. We gonna come get you. And then Soldier Boy was in like Fruit Town. Um, he's a Fruit Town pie. Really says. And he was trying to hug up on some dude. Like, they said, I can't come back to the hood. This nigga pushed him. And the nigga thought he got his phone stolen. But it didn't get stolen. He just dropped it down. Everybody to fight the nigga. And then took another video saying, oh, well, I'm still here. Let's go. Let's do what we got to do. And then, this is when it became the Twilight Zone. Because I have this theory that I'm going to tell you right now. That 2016 was so bad. 2016 was so cosmically bad. It ripped a hole in the space-time continuum, <laughs> and we are now in the twilight zone. This is this year right now is gonna feel normal, even though crazy ass shit is happening. That we are in the twilight zone era right now because fifty cents, fifty, Nick. My favorite, one of my favorite rappers of all time. I'll explain why. Another podcast, but yeah. <laughs> somehow, got, got, somehow got involved, and now there's gonna be a fight, a boxing match between Soldier Boy Tellum, which I, which I don't know when people stop, when people drop the Tellum. Like, when did they stop? <laughs> when did they stop saying Tellum? Wasn't that his, like his surname? Wasn't it Soldier Boy? Whatever. So no longer Soldier Boy Tellum versus Chris Brown. With an undercard that mind boggled me, but also tickled the sports fan inside of me. Chris is going to be Tim Thomas, the ex Nick. Shout out to Tim Thomas, you know, he did some good work for us. Yeah. And the, the, what can I say, the rapper that never was, the bad boy that never was, Kenyon Martin, the, who got Trina's lips tattooed on his neck. Martin. Man, and right. this shit, and he light skinned so it's like extra red <laughs> on his neck, man. So how that started out? Before we get into it, and you give me your breakdown as a boxing fan, I don't want to know from like a rap fan. I want to know from a boxing fan who you think could win. 
this started out because in the 2004 playoffs, I guess it was a hard foul from Kenya Martin on Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas had to go to the, had to go to the hospital. And in an interview, Tim Thomas, because it was 2014, or 2004, he called Kenya Martin Fugazi. He said, everything you do is Fugazi. Everything he does is Fugazi. Kenya Martin, then the next day, during the next practice, wore the cover of the Daily News or New- uh, whatever that said Whiny Tim that- <laughs> for Tim Thomas. And he wore that and did his interview with the media. And allegedly, they met up at a club in 2000, almost scrapped. And then Tim Thomas actually did last year challenge him to a boxing match. And in March of 2016, it never happened. But apparently, if 50 Cent has anything to do with it, which I'm assuming is not going to happen, but it's good for entertainment, it's going to happen. Oh, and Floyd Mayweather is training for the boy, and Mike Tyson is training Chris Brown. <laughs> that this all happened within the first week of 2017. Like, all of it. Yo, like... All of it. Alright, so basically, this this escalated from, like, a lunchroom fight to, yep. like, yep. a neighborhood brawl to basically being on the main stage. And, man, I, man, I don't even know where to start. But, alright, I guess I'll work my way back. Because... The Tim Thomas Kenya Martin thing is funny. Like I'm reading up on it now, and Thomas said that he slapped Kenya Martin in the face with fifteen hundred dollars cash. Now, <laughs> now that's true. Like I'm so mad we ain't got no video because I would just love to see somebody getting slapped with a stack of money. It's always a good look for everybody to watch, you know, except for the person the slap e to get slapped with a well, you know a handful of money. Now. Why? Because, you know, it's usually a lot more disrespectful when you do it to somebody who doesn't have that kind of money. But in this instance, <clears throat> just the pure audacity that you would do such a thing and then tell other people about it. That means you don't really like that dude like that at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. y'all really, whatever it is, y'all need to get that settled. So I'm glad that we can go ahead and get them on the undercard. Now, for Chris Brown and Soldier Boy. Uh, you know, Soldier Boy is from my neck of the woods. Shout out ATL Hope all day. And uh, I know, I ain't going to say I know where Soldier Boy is from, but I know, it, you know, the whereabouts of where Soldier's from. And he, you know, he's been out since he was 16. So it's not like, you know, he, he's been like living that street life. You know, he a thug. He didn't came up busting gats and mm-hmm. scrapping in the streets. Like, bro, you got on when you was in high school. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, shout out Lil Weezy. You've been on since you were 13. Shout out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it happens. And the fact that you wanted to go act hard when we know you a little nigga already. We know how you act. We know you super immature. We seen you on on Love and Hip Hop LA acting like a 14-year-old, you know, with your girlfriend. You know, can't, can't figure out why she don't want you to have a house full of niggas smoking blunts. Like, who wants to come home to that with, like, like she got a baby, you know what I'm saying? And the last thing you want to do when you come home with a baby is see a house full of niggas smoking. They got, you know, bitches in the crib and you don't know who doing what. Hey, come on. So that's right. That told me so much more about Soldier Boy that basically getting rich at a young age has practically ruined him for the rest of his life. So we know that Soldier Boy is not working with any good sense. You know, I, <clears throat> I don't know nothing about me, I don't know about his mama me, though. But from a because you watch you watch boxing, you watch boxing matches from a from a purely okay. boxing right. standpoint. Let's, let's get to that. Who, let, yes. No, okay. Let, all right. So let me look up the stats because I already stats. know. So, like so I'm like Chris Brown, like six two, right? Yeah, Chris. Like so, so the boy is five nine. Um, there's no. I don't see any definitive. Ass on his weight, but he looks like a buck seventy five wet. So maybe, wet. maybe, maybe Chris Brown is. I think he's. Let's see. Man, Chris got to be right at two hundred. Six one, six one, maybe two hundred. He got to be a but, good two hundred because he got a little muscle on him. But Floyd is training 
allegedly he's training Soldier Boy, and Mike Tyson is training Chris Brown. So from well, what you've seen from their stature and everything, how do you think this is going to play out in the ring? Okay. How many rounds are you going to go? Knockout? What, what's going on, CL? All right, so the terms of the fight have not been announced. I'm assuming this is only going to be three rounds because there's no way it's going to go 12 or even I would feel like watching it for 12 rounds. Like that is a given. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm going to say this. Chris Brown got the reach. Chris Brown got the athleticism. Yep. Chris Brown has the footwork. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown is going to whoop his ass like point blank period. If, if I had to put money on it, I have to say he's he's the odds on favorite to win the fight. Because nothing about Soldier Boy says that he gonna get in the stance and, and win. And the fact that that Floyd Mayweather is involved, that just sounds like, you know, the, the show is gonna be a Mayweather production, but just because he's training you don't mean you got Floyd Mayweather hand speed. And that's the thing that keeps, you know, nobody can hit Floyd Mayweather because he's too fast. And nothing about Soldier Boy says fast. So, so wait, here's the funny shit: is that imagine Floyd try to train Soldier Boy like Soldier Boy is Floyd, like the kind of thing that Floyd would just be like, "I, right, I'm gonna let him get this close with a punch, and I'm gonna dodge it." Soldier Boy's gonna think the same shit. Right, I'm gonna let him get to my nose. And I'm gonna no, Soldier Boy. No, 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 no. no, no. You gonna get hit. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, we talk about NBA players and who's a good coach. Like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant couldn't be good coaches because mm -hmm. it's too easy. And that's why Magic failed because they don't understand. Like, what you mean you can't do it? If you see the guy over there, just throw the behind the back pass to him and he's going to be right there open. Like, bro, I can't do that. You know. All right, see, uh, I'm going to say something that is probably going to ruin my journalistic career. Uh, might <laughs> Maybe you no longer have any female friends. But the reason why I think Chris Brown is going to beat Soldier Boy's ass is because of the Rihanna picture. Oh, so you think he got that hit? <laughs> so you Bruh. think he got he he heavy handed? According to the report, he was driving and hitting her at the same time. That is, that, yeah, according Damn. to the report, that's atrocious. That is a, as a man to a woman, that's atrocious. As a boxer, that's fucking. Scary, right? Fucking. He was landing directly. Now, now we we totally off topic, but if he's driving and hitting her at the same time, like I'm at, looking at Rihanna, like, well, like you couldn't do nothing, like because. But here's the thing about it: you're he him as a driver. You're thinking, um, he's in a powerful position because you think if I fight back. I'm still yo, fucking myself up. Yo, son, like I know females and they don't okay. give two fucks about you driving. <laughs> if they finna hit you, they finna hit you. Like they don't care about their life. What 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 did uh Kevin Hart say? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna kill the both of us. Like they don't give two fucks when they angry. So that's why I'm like, I don't I don't understand what happened there. Maybe Rihanna just a different type of female. But let's go back to the boxing match. I don't want to get into yeah, that. Go back to the box. uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much of that. I just want to mention that because that's the only evidence we have of Chris Brown's punching prowess. Okay. We don't know. Soldier Boy has nothing on record of showing how he can punch. All we know is he can crank that. And that dance move don't look like it's evasive. Looks like he's trying to get hit in the face. <laughs> So I'm thinking it's a three round knockout or or a two round PKO and Soldier Boy's corner just throws the towel in. Like, yeah. right, we, we we made our money. We made our million dollars. Yeah, I think I we think fulfilled, yeah. we fulfilled our contractual obligations. Right. We out. We out, we man. Because I, I just, it, man, it just does not look like a good look. I feel like Soldier Boy is destined to take L's. Like, he's going to be the new leader in the L's of 2017 early on. I love Instagram for regular people. I hate it. Hate it for rappers and singers. Because it destroys every shred of a mystique a rapper or army thing. We now know you're not real. Right. If somebody if somebody says I'm gonna fight you, right, on Instagram and your response is I'ma make another video towards you, that's nerve shit. That what that shit they 
kids in middle school did. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, Kim, Kim just made a video. Let's send one back to her. Show her what's really real. <laughs> what? Where I grew up, East New York, of course, she was Thomas Jefferson High School. You tell me you want to, you tell somebody, I'm going to fight you. I'm sending you this video. Oh, I know where you are. I'm coming to fight you. I'm not sending you a video. That's, right. that's just how You're it not. usually, what I would think. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying that him or Sully Boy are gangsters, but it's, it's, it's the Meek Mills. It's the prodigies who send, who fucking got that havoc on Twitter because some bullshit. It's the gangster rappers who are looking mm. like fucking nerds right now and showing that they not really gangster. Like, I hate that Instagram is showing yeah. me that. And the reason why it's, it's pissing me off because gangster rap is predicated on uh, on maintaining a mystique. You right. have to maintain that mystique that, yo, I know you don't really have a hundred kilos of coke because you be in jail right now, but I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't fully know. Right, I don't know what like, you do when you go home. Like, Gucci Man, he really shot a guy. Yes. And killed him. And, and to even up his rap cred, it was one of his rap beef young Jeezy's friends. He is forever gangster. No matter what, what, no matter what bike he rides, no matter what he does to his teeth, no matter what he does, he is forever no how gangster. how many ice cream cones on his face. Doesn't matter. He killed a guy who was young Jeezy's friend. Now, while that's not something that you should praise in the terms of rap lyrics of your, what you're selling, and you're selling murder, you're selling gangster rap, that has made his credit, credibility untouchable. Untouchable, no matter what he does. And that's why I'm trying to say that he's, and he didn't do that. You see how, how well, Gucci had his moment where he, he had a little Twitter meltdown where he was talking shit about Nicki and everybody, everybody. But besides that, you don't see rappers like him doing that. You don't see James doing that. You don't see Nas doing that. You don't see Scarface doing that. You don't see some of the dudes who came from the 90s who understand how it's like, yo, you gotta keep shit to yourself because you can't ever get that shit back. Like, Meek Mill can never, he can never reset. There's nothing Meek Mill could do but sort of killing the man that's gonna make me believe any of his tough bars anymore. My nigga, you sent over the first bad celebrity chick you dated right and she didn't mention your name once on a song and you mentioned her like 17 bajillion times on like every song you got played it is what it is man like i said that contractual obligation was over with so that that's just an l for meek mill in, so, in all tim thomas Kenyon martin looking at them let's go let's let's run it down let's run it down tim thomas is I'm looking right now. I think he's six ten. Get get the numbers together, cause like I want. Let me get the numbers together. Let me get the numbers go, together. Go ahead, right, get the numbers together, cause I got something I want to say on that. And Thomas is six ten exactly, six ten and two hundred and twenty nine pounds, and he's thirty nine years old. Very important to mention, he's thirty nine years old, and he'll be forty years old February twenty sixth, which I'm assuming is around the time they'll do this fight. So he'll basically be forty years old. Okay. When this fight happens, Kenyon Martin is also 39 years old, but he'll be 40 in December. He's a, he'll be he'll be still 39, and he is okay. I guess I gotta go to my Wikipedia. I know <laughs> that's always great when the internet is not cooperating with you on a live podcast. And he's six nine two two five. So basically, they're the same guy. Yeah, they're they're about tip for tat. I'm about to say that. Now, <clears throat> where is Tim Thomas from? <laughs> that that is the question that I need answered. I feel like this is gonna get. I feel like one of your uh, audiences is not gonna like this. No, I need to know where Tim Thomas is from. Uh, oh, that's in New Jersey. Jersey? Yes. New oh Jersey. yeah, yeah, and and. Kenny Martin is, is he's born in Michigan, but he he really claims Texas. He does he claim Texas. Texas. Now, yeah, high school out there, so he claims Texas. Okay, now <clears throat> I wanted to give Kenyon a little props because he came out and said he was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Shout out Sag Nasty all day, Draymond Green, Charles Rogers, Jason hey. Richardson, everybody out there repping the Sag. We out here killing them. My kids just came back from there. Now. <clears throat> I'll just give him like well maybe I'll just go for him just because of that on its own but they're about tit for tat when it comes to the to the weight height and all that so my thing is what have I seen on the court 
and I've seen Kenya Martin want to get close to a lot of dudes. And that kind of, I don't know, that gives me a, a little more of a feeling like, you know what, maybe I just don't know Tim Thomas like that. I need to go back through his highlights because right now I'm I'm leaning more toward on what I've like the faces that I've seen Kenya Martin make. So I don't I don't know about that, man. So <laughs> But uh wait. Man, I'm bad. You you good, man. So adding the charger, my man. Sorry about that. It's good. Now let me see. Because I want you you went a little too fast before I got to say something about the celebrity thing. Cause you had brought up a good point. And I might end up just cutting it, the last thing out. Now the thing about 2017 is there is a lot of overexposure and it's becoming more routine for pe people to be overexposed and celebrity kind of traffics in the exposure now, you know, post Kim Kardashian. And I'm not even worried about the old rappers being the problem or just gangster rappers being the problem because we all know gangsters move in silence. And when you mm -hmm. really doing something, you ain't talking to nobody. You ain't taking pictures. Ain't no videos. Ain't nobody doing nothing. You just doing what you do. So what I'm looking at is you got dudes like Meek Mill who say they gangster. You know, everything that you done gangster had to be pre-fame. So nobody can really claim that I'm still that dude in the streets. Once you have crossed over, once we know what you're doing, you can no longer really take that that persona and go full fledged and be, you know, an Ice Cube or an Easy E or any of those folks because oh shit, I can go on my phone right now. Look what you were doing 30 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Like I can follow you all day, and that's why Jay Z and Beyonce are killing the game because. You know, they just they just put out a little drip, just a little drip, and then you know, TMZ, you know, uh, media takeout, they just go nuts. You know, all the Blue Ivy pictures is out, boom, like it's a bomb when they drop something on social media. And I think a lot of these celebrities really need to take a page from that, except for the fact that the money is like basically in trafficking and like. I don't want to say headlines, but in your following. So, like, mm -hmm. I say a good example of this is Tashina Arnold. You know, she didn't. She mm -hmm. been, she been on Martin. She everybody hates Chris, and now she's on like some new show. Uh, and I've seen her, you know, take more with her, like take people with the Periscope, take them them backstage, and like give them more access because like that's all you getting is like when she's on tv and it, it kind of works out but as far as like rappers and stuff like all we know is you in the studio and i hear your song on the radio and that's it and it's it's a different type of relationship and i don't think people are even really privy of what that relationship should be going forward i'm really curious to see how 2017 and a lot of this technology does spin a lot of this a lot of these things forward because it's, it's it's starting. I'm about to say it's starting to begin, starting to become a little bit annoying in the fact that like I don't care enough. Yep. That then that's where I'm at. It's just like, oh, that's what he did, and and then it's on to the next. But what you was gonna say? I was gonna say on to that. Like, I think it's a good um. It makes sense what you're saying, like that technology is making us over. It's almost like we don't care anymore because it, it's almost saturated too much. It's like, mm -hmm. who are you? Like, you, 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 like, why do I care about shit, right? And I wanted to say that it's going to get worse to me because the money, the the money in making music is dwindling in a sense for making the making music, but it's even getting bigger for being just personality. If you get a social media following. There's going to be rappers who are just rapping just to make sure that the Instagram live stream is always at 100K. Right. Or with that. Because, you know, Instagram is. And here's the thing Facebook and Instagram and, all, and Snapchat, all of these people are waiting for that big celebrity to blow them up. 
look at look look at, look at Snapchat. Wait, wait, um, DJ Khaled. He was one of the first celebrities to get a big following, and they and they made sure he was taken care of. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I don't know. I'm not saying they paid him because oh, they yeah. can't discuss that. And that, and that'll be. I think that'll be illegal to like do um, advertisement on a social media platform. I think he got in trouble with that. Advertisement, see, advertisement or algorithm. You choose. Hey, hey. See, now you see some Westworld shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but on the, on on that side, Instagram and um, Facebook don't have still do they have that one celebrity tied to them. Like when you think Snapchat, you might not think DJ Khaled, but he's still somebody who is tied to that. Him and Kim Kardashian, there's nobody tied to Instagram's new live stream feature. There's nobody tied to Facebook Live new live stream feature. So say they live stream this Chris Brown Soldier Boy fight on Instagram, that will set up Soldier Boy and Chris Brown for making hundreds of thousands of dollars in the future because they'll become the ambassadors of one of the biggest social media companies biggest endeavor like like um Zuckerberg said live streaming and um artificial intelligence are the future of Facebook like that's our future we need to make people feel like they can be anywhere with anybody and we know them well enough that they don't gotta think about shit like saying the status with that's gonna be the future and that's where me working for digital trends I see some of this shit where it's like damn this artist already making like virtual reality partnerships and making sure they have an app on VR. That's cool, but then it it, it it pisses me off a little bit because I grew up in an era, and yeah, I know grew up in this era down like an old head, and I might become an old head right. now. To some we, people. It's official, dog. Like I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with Uzi Vert or Little Yachty nope. or any of these nope. other little niggas, bro. Like uh-huh. we we are officially of a different era. The only one I fuck with who came out in the last year, like one of those type of rappers, is is um Kodak Black, and that's only because he killed that fucking. Let me honest, mm, like you see my face, nigga. I'm looking at you like. Mm. My nigga, that lockjaw shit. I can't front. When I first heard it, that was like, whoo, kind of hard to understand because my jaw came locked. In. I was yo, that was my shit. Yeah, my only so problem is he just like, looks like an idiot, like. <laughs> like that's my only it's just hard for me to take him seriously doing anything looking like an idiot like I'm sorry but, yeah and now that he's a little bit bigger he looks like a chubby lesbian but that's just I don't know <laughs> but like these rappers are gonna become like I don't need to rap anymore like Lil, Lil Yachty got a fucking he got Sprite deal he has not even that he has sponsorship he's, he's a creative ambassador you can't see me now guys but I'm putting up the air quotes creative ambassador for Nordica for one reason only because he says little boat a lot not because he has any connection <laughs> to any sort of the Nordica brand nobody who listens to no one who listens to little little Yachty wears Nordica however he's a creative ambassador because he's a rapper who's popular and he raps about little boats that's it there's gonna be so many rappers who does that I also mean, also uh... Yeah. Fifty cent. I forgot to mention this. On the under undercard is is apparently going to be. And I know this is probably fake, but Fifty Cent is going to be twenty one Savage versus twenty two Savage <laughs> <laughs> for the Savage name. And I'm just sitting here thinking, the same week this happens, Ben Savage has Girl Meets World canceled. So oh, like, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. But if anybody should fight for the Savage name. Right, my nigga Ben. Ben, ben should be that. Fuck this shit, bro. I'm taking my shit back. <laughs> nigga, like, this is my oh, this is my, this is my real name, bro. This is my real actual name, nigga. Twenty one Savage, nigga. Fuck y'all, niggas. Yeah, niggas ain't savage for real. Let me show you about this savage life. <laughs> but man, you know what though? Like, that's not who I wanted to see on the undercard <clears throat> because I was going over this with my homie, and we was like, man, we gotta get this real beef settled. You know, like that Kenya Martin, Tim Thomas, like that's some old beef, but mm-hmm. that's like, like y'all can go handle that in the in the street. Like we'll see y'all when we see y'all, bro. Like we need people out here, like Michael Eric Dyson and Cornell West. Like we got to get the real beef settled. Or um, shit, I'm about to say, uh, I, if we go sports, you can say like. You know, well, Josh Norman and Odell Beckham, but that was more last year. It ain't the same this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I had, man, I had one good one. 
because I was like, man, we need to get that settled too. Um, oh God, because we know Drake ain't getting up there. You know, it's a, it's I don't mean to. I don't want to shift gears, but I do feel like I do want to talk about something really important. Since because I'm running out of gas, I forgot who it, I said, but go ahead. Because it's too. I feel like there's so much like in the black community in the black media. There's so much like now. I don't want to say negativity, but I feel like there's a lot of money being propagated or money being made off of black suffering and shit like that. And I think that we should also spend enough time to celebrate the great achievements of black people. More importantly, tonight, when this is being filmed on Sunday, January 8th, the Golden Globe is going to be the Soul Train Globe, basically, because there's a bunch of very well-deserving African-American actors and actresses that have dominated last year that I feel like should get like I can't say his name right but I think it's Maharshala Maharshala Ali the guy from Kai Mouth on Luke Cage he's also Rimming Dan from House of Cards he had an amazing year he's nominated for Moonlight for Best Performance from the Actor I still haven't watched which, a single episode I haven't seen of Luke Cage I need oh, to oh, get oh, on Luke Cage Fire I need Fire. to get on it it's on the Netflix so, Yo, they have the first two episodes. They mentioned more black, um, more books by African American writers than like my entire high school experience. <laughs> In the first four episodes, they mentioned so many. We gotta also. I, I wanted to. Sh- I mean, I feel like we're now at a point where I'm not saying we, we're at the quality point. And I want to. I want to get this from you too, because you got people like Easter Ray being nominated mm. for Insecure. Insecure, you know, my man, yo, I told her, should never cheated on my man. My man Lawrence got in the gut. So wait, wait a minute, we cause we didn't have that talk, and apparently, like, I was just watching it by myself, so I didn't really know about the conversation when Lawrence got it in with uh, um, got it in with them things because he uh, got him, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but him, also Donald Glover. Childish Gambino, who had a crazy year, nominated for Atlanta. And also, I know we, me and you, are pulling for our girl, you know, our girl Sandy Newton, nominated in Westworld. She's an old maid. She's a maid. She's a black chick in Westworld. I don't want to introduce her to that, but that's basically the only black female character with a speaking role in Westworld. She's also nominated for Best Performance by Actress in Sporting Role. In a series limited or motion picture made mm. television. Damn. Then you I got think. like uh your boy from uh OJ mm-hmm. the people versus oh. OJ because both of them damn what's the dude's name? He slipped my mind just that fast. Good and guy. I wanna quickly just say everybody watch Hidden Figures. That is an amazing film. I saw it last month, um, like a free early press screening. And let me just tell you, Pharrell and Hans Zimmer, who did the score for, I think, Inception and a bunch of other classic movies. He's like a world-renowned score um, or composer. Pharrell did his fucking thing. Pharrell did his, like, yo, running, acting like you was there when you wasn't. <laughs> yo, Pharrell, he got the 60s running on man. Running on man. Yo, Pharrell had the, the 60s swag. It's a great movie. Um, to Rodney P. Henson, little known fact that you might not know, there's a scene in the movie where to Rodney P. Henson, who's this big mathematician, she does this complicated calculation on the board, and the people who filmed it told us at the screening that she did that in one take. Mm. She did like one whole, take hold like, for me. I'm really this rap shit. <laughs> <laughs> Killing them out there. But I just wanted to let that know because I think that those kind of achievements, Janelle Monet, who's Janelle Monet is an alien. She should yeah, not be that. that good. Man, she should right. not be that good and Man. that gorgeous. She, mm. yo, we. Like, I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm still a little like I'm on the fences with Janelle. Like I like what she doing, but I'm like I don't I'm know. It, it, it might look. <clears throat> I'm put it like this: when it comes to Janelle Monet, like her performances. 
do not meet the expectations of the energy of the person and the music that I get. Like she, mm. like <laughs> we could talk about that another day. But continue. Yeah. And I just want, I just, I just want to say, I think that I feel like 2017 is going to be like last year was a Damn, really boy, like, year, but one one of the big bright sides. I see what you're saying. Like there, there is there is a lot of minorities like all you know, over the Golden Globes. Like I have not seen something like this. I've never, ever. I've never seen. Like honestly, there's always like a few people, and it's like, oh, this is who the black people being nominated. So I hope they win. Viola Davis and Dizzy Watson nominated for Fences. I don't. I haven't seen all the films nominated, but dear lord, yes. Viola Davis, oh, Courtney B. Now, if, if, That's if, what I was thinking of. If, if, if Denzel's going against Ryan Gosling from La La Land, by the way, La La Land, remarkable film, like stupendous film, should win every award. It, it, it's up, it's up against. But if he goes against Ryan Gosling, I think Denzel should win because I think his performance had more temerity and I and I respected him more. He was a um a hard nosed ex ex baseball player who is in the sixties, I think. And he's living with a family, and he he's just like one of those guys who's like all about his business and thinking the world revolves around him. And it was he just really brought me into that world because the big, but it was still a Denzel performance. It, it was like it was Denzel, that. like say I'm about to be Denzel yeah. in this movie. You know exactly what I'm like that. That's the big joke that Denzel's best role is Denzel. Like, he, yeah. he plays Denzel all the time. But you can see the thing that I say about that is that I don't think it's because of the limited of his scope of the, the actor. I think it's just that he's the perfect canvas for you to make any kind of character from. Because then the Watson doesn't have any identifiably, I don't know, crazy characteristics or, or you know, all right. I, I'm, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring you boys in because I love listening to the watch and I love how they describe it. Sometimes a movie star has to just come on and be a movie star. Like sometimes you need, uh, you know, Brad Pitt to come in and just be Brad Pitt. You don't really need him to do a whole lot. You know, sometimes you just have to have Denzel say, you know what? I'm going to just be Denzel. And he mm-hmm. going to like just, you know, take all the attention of the screen and focus it on him. <clears throat> now, he has stepped out of it, you know, like the uh, the training days and uh, what's the damn movie I'm thinking of? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it. But, you know, uh, sometimes. Huh? Yeah, All Malcolm right. X. That's a good one right there. So yeah, he he I, has I, stepped outside of himself, and he is more than capable of doing it. But sometimes, you know what? Hey, Magnificent Seven. You know, we we putting this movie mm. together. We got a bunch of dudes that y'all probably know, Chris Pratt, this, that, and the other. But you know what? Hey, Denzel, can you just be Denzel? And then you got a movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's real simple. And so, like you know, just to get back toward the the uh like like the Ryan Gosling performance. Like I've heard like, I haven't watched La La Land either. So I can't really talk about what uh he did on that. But from what I've hear, heard is yeah. like the movie was a little choppy and it it, it might have it might have suffered a little bit uh mm-hmm. for his performance. But you know Gosling just being Gosling. I you know I'm a big Gosling fan myself. You know, ever since I saw him in Drive, I'm like, who the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I slick had a little man crush on that dude. I was like, that motherfucker is amazing. <laughs> like, I love, like, bro, if you have not seen Drive and you have not downloaded the soundtrack that goes to Drive, you are doing yourself a disservice. Please go to, like, go to Netflix or Google Play, whatever, you know, device you need to get on to get that movie and a couple of them tracks, man, that shit is so dope. But uh, well, <clears throat> also, I would say look at a good deed with him and Kirsten Dunn. Oh yeah, that a, was a pretty good film. too. That was pretty good. That was so. That's like probably my that one and um, the eyes of the eyes of March. Those are like probably my, my my two favorite Brian Johnson performances. He's like my favorite actor. Right now. Okay, but um, yeah, man. Now, now I know we short on time because we are, we're we're almost out of time, but. I'm looking through all of the categories and I do see like a, a lot of diversity that's the parent of, or I should say the child of people actually getting a chance. Like I think this kind of started with Shondaland. This is to me like Shonda should be like lifted up. She should get the Lifetime Achievement Award 
or whatever wow. you want to call it because i don't really think we're going to jump off like this if we don't get her to do gray's anatomy and it not be an absolute black show showing that yes we can make like whole stories and whole environments we are fully capable of doing things that are just not black centric and then mm -hmm. that's when you get the scandal you get how to get away with murder now we going yep. into the, the empires and now we on to you know insecure and in atlanta and i think it's all because shonda has become the godmama of it all yep and i think we, just, we gotta give her a of the black of the black community of the black that's community a, that's community. a great comparison that is a absolutely mm -hmm. great comparison yeah because she's just helping people get on like viola davis did yep. the help but until you saw her in that uh she was in like i think she was in like the maid or something like that to help she was yeah. in the help and then everybody really like oh shit, she she that shit. and then she got how getting murder and ever since then she been she been that chick for real but i definitely man. think that that um shonda rhyme is definitely the judd apatow and i don't want to say she's the judd apatow like like he's the center of it because he's he, he could be the shonda rhyme to white people so it's basically just saying that they occupy a similar space right of making sure that their people get on making sure that they can and, 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 I'm, and i'm not trying to say that just i was only trying to make sure that white people get on he's trying to make sure that only smart white people get on like like all of his shows have been like these all these movies he put out all of these like like even he he, he works with um lena dunham for girls which is the whitest show i've ever seen <laughs> next to friends like friends friends and lena dunham and, and girls are probably the two whitest like and hey, forever. Speaking of friends, do you remember like the controversy when Aisha Tyler was on Friends? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I would have respected Friends a little bit more. They, they, they made a joke about her being black. I think they did make. I think they made something about that. I'm not sure, but they should have made like it. That shit would have been a lot more inside baseball, like because everybody would have been in on a joke. But, <laughs> I, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think. I think because would have been like nah. Yeah, you know, because they wanted to stay, they had to stick to their formula. Like, if it, if it had been 2016, that probably would have came up. They would have had a couple jokes in there, and it would have been really funny. But uh, mm -hmm. now there is one person on this list that I would have loved to see, but I don't think he's going to be on here anytime soon. And that's the homie... Uh, Gerard Carmichael. And Ooh, I the love, Carmichael show. I love, love, love Tyler that show. dude's show. And I love the porn episode. The porn episode was amazing. I think did I see the porn episode. I don't know. I think I saw that one. I gotta go back when and they, look. Yeah, this one about how like his girlfriend spends like everybody watches porn. Like and, and then my and my mom was like, What? Oh, you motherfucking watch porn? <laughs> like it was something like that. It was that was he yeah, he's he's one of those guys. Like, that's next he's next he's definitely next that's the only thing about it. like i love what i'm seeing so hopefully with all this big wave coming in maybe he can just get one of those episodes to pop off but you know i would love to see him on the golden globe list coming up next year man me too man but uh i don't know man i'm gonna have to call you back because we didn't even talk about the grammys we didn't talk about oh, views and will. lemonade and adele all being up for best album like that's something right there Phew. But uh, I'm good next. But I'm here. I'm trying to make it more regular. I, I'm getting my schedule together, but we definitely gonna link back up. Right, bro, I'm trying to get you your own show. It's just like when you gonna show up for it. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna clock in. I'm gonna try to clock in. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna let you know beforehand. But I'm gonna holler at you. See, uh, let's, let's link up and shit. And I love what you're doing right here with the the, the rundown podcast. I mean, one of the most authentic and unfiltered podcasts on the net right now. Oh, you already know. Got to know that, man. This the rundown south. You got anything? You got to pump any pieces coming out this week, bro? I don't got any pieces. I don't got any pieces right now. But I, um, Digital Trends has been doing a lot of CES coverage. CES is like the Super Bowl oh, for yeah. all tech companies. Everything comes there, and everybody shows up all of this shit. It's the it's the prom for like Sony and Toshiba <laughs> and shit like that. So we got a lot of coverage with that. But I'm also working on this. I'm working on an article about why the NFL 
won't live stream a game in virtual reality yet. Because the NBA has done it, soccer has done it, NCAA has done it. The only major league that hasn't done it yet is, well, I don't think baseball done it yet, baseball and football, but football is peculiar because they're, always, they're already doing virtual reality stuff, but they're not doing live stream, which makes me think that they just don't want anybody with their rights and they don't trust it yet. But I don't want to give away the article, but that's basically what I'm doing right now and just trying to figure out the new year, see what we're doing for the next year and how to continue these blessings. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I got a quick comment on that. I don't know why anybody would want a VR stream baseball game because that just sounds <laughs> like that shit just sounds retarded. I don't even want to go there. But the NFL I think game, about baseball, baseball probably not even answering the call. Like what? Like what? Let, let me let me VR myself sitting down watching a beer, drinking a beer. Like get out of here, son. I could do that at the crib with no goggles on. You know. And unless you're going to give me, like, the NFL cam where, like, I'm on, like, Cam Newton hel- helmet and I can see what he see, I don't really need that shit. Fuck it. But, uh, all right, before man. Start, it's all good. Off, I got my man Aaron Rodgers in fantasy. He's killing shit right now. 42 yard Hail Mary. Let's go. Sorry, yeah. Giants fans. I got to get this money. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to get that one on another day because we're gonna have to talk about these playoffs man it's it's so much going on it's, the the week the the year the days everything just moving way too fast man but uh shout out y'all go ahead y'all check out my boy keith on digital trends y'all come on down to the rundown.com at the rundown south on twitter i am at c at the main event on twitter you are at just air a-i-r-e on Twitter, that was homie Key. And uh shit. Yeah. We about to peace. Alright, y'all. Yeah. See y'all later, man.